0: vegas bad boys of podcasting presents the state of african americans in pro wrestling with your host dj impact and simon street welcome to another edition of vegas bad boys of podcasting i'm dj impact here and we've got simon street He's also part of Vegas Bad Boys. And once again, we're having that talk that we've been having now this week. And I have three of, I would like to call them the true top guys here to help talk about this with us. And I'm excited. The first one we have over here is Mr. Adam Woods. He's the host of According to the Woods Podcast. Thanks for Yo. yeah, man. Thanks for hanging out with us.
1: Hashtag brother me softly. Thank you for brother having me. me softly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Next over, we got Mr. BJ Darden, who's the vice president of content and TV programming for the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast. How
2: are you doing, sir? You can see us every, um, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday night on net, yo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, the pro wrestler who's the current Prince of Pride champion. He is the Shade. How you doing, man? Ooh, that bell looks I, I nice. love the sound of that. I'm
3: feeling great tonight. I'm feeling great. <laughs>
2: <Man>. Looking <laughs> That's good, awesome. my man. Looking good. Look at that.
3: Yeah. Appreciate it. Awesome. I'll be like you. <laughs> oh,
2: no, man? I'm, sorry. I'm trying to be like you. I'm just, you know, I'm at the table. <laughs> All right, Mr.
0: Simon Street, man, go ahead and kick it off.
4: Okay, gentlemen, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for uh, being a part of our panel. We got a really good discussion that I think everybody who's listening and people who are getting an opportunity to watch this right now are going to be entertained. They're going to be able to grab some of this knowledge and they're going to feel the perspective. The question is, what is, in your opinion, the state of African-Americans in professional wrestling, past, present, and the future? We're gonna go ahead and open up this topic discussion. I'm gonna go and start with Woods. You're up,
1: yo. So, the uh, to get to where we are, you kind of have to get to where we were, right? And you had guys like in Canada, Sweet Daddy Siki, who trained Edge and Christian and a litany of others. You here in the '50s, you had Sailor Art Thomas who was, I mean, a, a, a Navy serviceman who went into pro wrestling, built like a brick house, man. Like, it, that dude could have been a world champion, but why wasn't he a world champion? Mm-hmm. Why was it until, you know, a guy that we now know as maybe a jovial gentleman in uh, Round the Truth Killings, or uh, R-Truth now, right, to get a black NWA champion, when Sailor Art Thomas? For, I mean, in Luthes' book, who, in my mind, Luthes, Vern Gagne, those are like top 10. You know, if you really know wrestling history, those are top 10 of all time, right? Legit shooters that came over to pro wrestling and trained a litany of others, right? And so, with that all being said, it took all that, you know, there's Art Art Bar, there, I mean, uh, Art Thomas, there was uh, Sweet Georgia Brown, there, there was... You know, female and male wrestlers that were literally, you know, trying to fight the fight of being a great pro wrestler, right? Uh, and they just happened to be of African-American descent or African descent, right? And never got their just due. And it wasn't until, I'd say The Rock, really, in the you know mid to late 90s that you saw, you know, a, a bit of representation. But also there's Ron Simmons. But... Ron Simmons was a traditional champion. And not to say that he wasn't great. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, he's a WWE Hall of Famer. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe not even Ron Simmons. Everything that he did after he won the WCW world title from Vader, no less, who was a monster heel, Mm -hmm. right? So the state of pro wrestling in present time is you could really chart it with the New Day, right? Because they were the top merchandise sellers even before Roman Reigns was, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Millions upon millions of dollars that they generated with the company. Two out of the three got title runs in Kofi and Big E. And I don't know if you heard around the, the newswire, but apparently the WWE locker room is unhappy about many things, but one of which is Big E's title reign. Right. So that's where we are, that you could literally talk about, you know, CM Punk and brass rings and anybody that's ever talked about them in that company specifically. But, you know, the wrestling world, the world over. Right. Those guys did everything right and are essentially transitional champions. Their overall uh, lineage in the WWE champions, you know, kind of pecking order is that of Jinder Mahal, which again, another brown guy.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> right.
1: Don't hinder the gender. <laughs> Ten points. So that's that's yeah. where we are. That you can you can do everything right and still, you know, not be the top guy and or top girl of any company, you know. But then on the on the flip side of that, you know, if you want to be recognized for your accomplishments and not just the fact that you're black, well, we also have to go with if you're not that great of a wrestler, I'm not looking at you, big Swole, But I'm, I'm kind of looking at you, big Swole, <laughs> <laughs> You know. So that, that's the, the, you know, that's the kind of catch twenty two. That if you want to get away from just being a black wrestler, right, and be treated as such, well, I should be able to say, hey, I'm not a fan of you, not because you're black. It's because you, you're right. you're not where I want you to be.
0: Let me ask you. Let me go over to you, Deshade. Uh, Deshade. Um, I mean, listen, it's it's no secret that it, it, when it comes to anything it, it, with black people trying to move up, even in corporate America and sports, anything, we we just can't be good. We have to be best. We have to be almost overachievers. Um, with that, I mean, how how difficult is that? to be in the profession of professional wrestling, knowing that if we're not the best, better than everyone else, we might not get looked at. We might not get taken to the top. Kind of what
3: Woods was saying. <clears throat> so when I hear that now a days, it, it drives me to, 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 to challenge and, and to change the stigma, if okay. you will. Uh-huh. Um, like when I first started wrestling, um, when I was trying to figure out what gimmick, you know, I wanted to do, I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll just be the typical, you know, thug dude. I'll go be this badass. And I was like, I, I was putting myself into a mold that people in Wrestling Society had already like had, had already placed me in mentally. And it just it wasn't working. So I was like, instead of trying to fit what they want me to do,
1: mm-hmm.
3: let's change it, do what I wanna do. Because then that way, I have no one to blame but myself if it fails type of thing right to where if I listen to somebody I, I can have excuse all day well so and so said this and do it this way and do it that way, but at the end of the day with with people of color in wrestling, like like I said we, we, we could put in a category already in a bag and we try to escape it, but we do it the right way or the wrong way if that makes sense, you know and to me, <coughs> I think when people break that mold, it makes it easier for the next the next uh, group of people to come through. If that makes sense, yeah.
0: Sure. Yep. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, BJ. I mean, you know, what do you do though when you hear someone saying, "Okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be that guy." But if you're working for a promotion, you got writers that's going, yeah. Well, we kind of want you to be that guy. Well, if you decide to say, "Well, I'm not going to be that guy," now you now take the risk of not being on TV, not getting any work. What do we do when we in situations like that? I mean, I mean, especially in the bigger promotions. I know when you're working in the indies, you have a little bit more of what you can say, man. But when you get to that WWE level. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta be Roman Reigns to say you can say what you can say, but uh you know I don't think Carmelo Hayes can say he wanna do what he wanna do. So you tell me.
2: Well, quite honestly, though, like when you're in the when you're in the indies, you can pretty much lay out a a foundation of what you want where you want your career to go. Okay. <clears throat> Who you wanna be and how you wanna be. Um, but like for instance, um, the NWA. When I was when I first started with the NWA, um, I've always wanted to be an NWA guy. I never wanted to be a WWE guy because I wanted to be a wrestler, not a comic book character. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a pimp or I don't want to be a um, a rapper or a you know a singer or a gospel person. You know, whatever. I don't want to do all that stuff. I want to be an actual professional wrestler and show the people that I can fucking go out there and go. And then I can do it. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I I stood my ground with Bruce Starr of the NWA and I said, Hey, man, I don't want to do this thug gimmick or this, this rapper or this evangelist, whatever you want me to do. I want to be a professional wrestler. And they told, and someone told me you'll never make it. Mm. You'll never, you'll never, ever, ever get to do what you dreamed about doing because you're a black wrestler. Mm -hmm. So I'm one of those guys that you can tell me, yo man, you can't do this. And not only am I going to do it, but I'm going to excel at it just to shut your mouth. Um, I became the longest-reigning NWA Pacific Northwest Heavyweight Champion in history. Guys like Roddy Piper, mm-hmm. Jimmy Superfly Snucker, The Grappler, who was the longest-reigning champion in history, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, legends mm-hmm. held that belt. I've now held it longer than all of them. The NWA Continental Heavyweight Championship, same thing. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Sid Vicious, Jerry Lawler, all those guys held that belt. I've held it longer than all of them. Five-time NWA Heritage Champion currently the OIWA North American champion. And the reason why I'm called the franchise is because I, I go somewhere and I make myself the top of the tier because someone says you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to them that it doesn't matter what my color of my skin is. I'm going to do it because I'm simply driven. And a lot of black wrestlers are that way. Like for instance, um, those are article on news one. Uh, they rated the top ten black wrestlers of all time. Okay, okay. So, and, and they broke it down like sporadically. Rod, this Mister T. First and foremost, Mister T was not a fucking wrestler. Right. <laughs> this is what <quality laughs> it is. Not even because he, a, because he had a because he had a because he had a, a run in with Roddy Piper and he was at WrestleMania that made him the wrestler. So now he's the number ten top ten wrestler in the world, black wow. wrestler.
0: Wow.
2: Then you got Kamala. Kamala, I, I would agree. Kamala is one of the best. One of the best examples of a black man in professional wrestling um he was the gimmick they gave him was a savage of course we're not all savages we're not all savages ladies and gentlemen <laughs> just like hawaiians aren't all pineapple eating coconut eating you know or japanese people are not all running around with swords top about me choppy choppy your pee. like the it, the wwe will have you believe that mm-hmm. they will surely have you believe that like for instance you got r-truth running around ron killings was a was the nwa a black nwa world heavyweight champion the nwa at the time still for a symbol of excellence it's the oldest professional wrestling championship in the world and he had this guy wearing the belt as ron the truth killings wwe pulls him over calls him r truth he's running around shucking and jiving and rapping and doing these stupid little these stupid little skits you know degrading black wrestlers um not all black wrestlers are dancers and singers you know, not we're not all gospel people or all the other bullshit that they want to throw at you. Guys like Kamala broke them all with that. Uh, Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. Legitly, one of the world's strongest men. You got him running around uh, calling himself sexual chocolate. Fucking Bay young. Yes, Farouk. Ron Simmons, Farouk. Former fucking football player, University of Miami became one of the, the most dominant wrestlers in the world, became the first black WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Okay? They totally they, they, they put him in a group called the Nation of Domination, made him a black militant. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: A Malcolm it's X true. of wrestling, so to speak. A Spartan before that. Exactly. Oh, Sonny, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, remember that. We don't want to talk about that because I could bring Tony Atlas up at stop Simba but we ain't gonna go there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Chuck in. Let's go. With no shoes on with a spear. We don't <laughs> do that shit. I mean, I mean, come on, man. We don't. We, all, that's like saying all white wrestlers are redneck cowboys from from the Appalachian mountains sleeping with their sisters and stuff. Stereotypes. Let me ask not you though. All white wrestlers really. It is. Is the
0: so of course what you're mentioning about WWE is this is kind of what we were seeing, coming out of the late '80s going into the the all the through the '90s, but would you say let's move all the way up to 2018? Would you say there has been an improvement in how black people are being portrayed, and we could say at WWE mm. or is or is there still a challenge there? You know, I mean, there's I, a huge I would, challenge. I would say at least WWE has. Within the last three or four years Put a little bit more focus onto his black talent For whatever reason You know what I mean I mean we have There's been a WWE champion There's been the women's champion uh, There's the um, Okay
2: let me stop you right there okay. Let me stop you right there There's been the black WWE champion You're right Kofi Kingston gets smashed in 23 seconds by Brock Lesnar I, I know Then you right? have you have you have Big E who was immensely talented, one of the very best. Yep. Not only is he a funny guy, but the guy can go. Yeah. You have him win the money in the bank. And everyone is excited. Yeah. He becomes a WWE champion. He's excited. His first major title defense, they put it back on Brock Lesnar, a guy who wasn't even in the match that he lost the championship in. Yeah, Think about that for a second. You know the WWE has come under fire for a lot of things, and they feel like okay, Roman Reigns is the WWE is the Universal Champion, and we're putting all of our stock power behind Roman Reigns as a black man. Reigns is Samoan. Don't get me wrong, but you know Samoans are just like black people. We're all the, we're all the same. You know we're, we're we're all in the same category, people of color. But. They will the WWE doesn't see him as a black man. So what's the story with Bobby they see Lashley? Him as an, oh, well Bobby Lashley is a whole different story. Bobby Lashley became the WWE champion out of necessity. You guys just agree like with that? they took the belt off of him okay. for They okay. took the belt, gave it back to Brock. Okay. and um, then they put him back over. The, he won the match and won and re, regained the championship. Just so he can lose it at this coming up pay-per-view.
3: I'm thinking... Because what they do, they put
2: Brock right back in there, in the Elimination Chamber, just so he can lose the championship again. Okay. How about DeShay? Go ahead, man.
3: I'm thinking... So, what I've personally noticed with uh, WWE and people of color, they don't pull the trigger on that until they're called out for it. Right. For example, they only change it when they're getting a bad rapport for it. Perfect example... <clears throat> a few WrestleManias ago, they had the uh, May Young, and people caused an uproar. And at first, Stephanie and all them were just like, oh, whatever, whatever. We'll keep pushing it forward. We'll keep going with it until it hit a national level. And then they wanted to flip the whole script and say, we we listened to you guys. You didn't listen to us. You, you were upset because you're about to lose a whole bunch of sponsorships and a whole bunch of viewerships, which makes you all lose money. So you guys weren't changing stuff to help better anything. It was to cover their asses, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing when it goes like when they finally pull the trigger with Kofi Kingston, which should have happened a while ago. Yeah. But like every week, something new. Like, it, it'd be to the point where they do something one week and have it lead to the next week. And it wouldn't connect. It wouldn't make sense. And I'm like, what are y'all doing besides trying to cover your asses, you know? Right. I can't That's even my... remember
2: their storylines. Their storylines last like three fucking weeks, and it's like done, you know. Yeah. And like you, even you said the whole Kofi Kingston thing. They should have pulled the trigger a long time ago. Look at Shelton Benjamin. Oh my gosh. gosh. Shelton Benjamin is immensely mm-hmm. talented. Look, look at Ali, Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Dude is so over. They won't let him go. Like they're, they're like, well, you know what? Well, We're not gonna let you go. Let me ask this. But no- Keith Lee, mm-hmm. they give him a gimmick, call him a bear cat. You know, and Jesus it, it, I mean, Christ, come yeah. on,
4: man. What is a bear cat? What is a madcap moss? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, other than you when know.
1: you don't wash your under, you know, giblets and whatever, that's <laughs> my, what grows is madcap moss. Well, let me uh, <laughs> 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 all right,
0: so now every time I see
1: him, <laughs> I'm gonna that <laughs> 100%. That's what I do. I don't know.
0: Now, listen, that broke I, me. I know we've been seeing, <laughs> uh, we've been, uh, you know, putting WWE on blast, but. I mean, you know, A.W.'s been around just for a short period of time. I haven't seen a lot of things come from here. Luckily, you know, having uh, Keith Lee brought their black percentage up to 1.5%, <laughs> if you, you ask me. But I tell you. <laughs> let me tell you but, this. Hey, hey, hey. I, said
2: this I, on my, I said this on my podcast last night. Sure. Tony Khan went on Twitter. Okay. On New Year's Day or New Year's Eve and blasted Big Swole. Now, be it right or wrong, he, he said some things about Big Swole that he shouldn't have said. Okay, mm-hmm. And as a professional wrestler, I wouldn't want a promoter saying this shit about me. Yeah. I had it wrong. Shay, you know, you know the same. So the fact, that he, the fact that Tony Khan was coming under fire, and Tony Khan's a person of color, too. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. Right, yeah. But he, he was coming under fire from the black community about but what he said. Tony Khan is a mastermind. That dude is so smart because you know what you do? You listen to the fans. The fans wanted something they wanted to change. You know, they were saying, like, you know, there isn't much black representation in AEW. I mean, you got Scorpio Sky. You got, you know, a few other people. (laughs) But there really isn't any black representation. Right. Right. So what did he do? He went and got the biggest, baddest, top tier free agent and signed him on national television. Sure did. Someone that the fans were begging to come to AEW. Now AEW. Well, I back. think the, the,
3: you know.
0: I think before we, we give them all the praise, we want to see where that goes because just because because the he's praise. there, does it mean you know how long is it going to take before he now gets to the level of where he should be? You know, and when we talked about okay. Scorpio Sky, why is he a sidekick for Ethan Page? You know, I mean, Scorpio Sky's at a Ugh. level where he could have already been. If you don't want to at least give him the AEW, why not just give him the TNT? I mean, I've I mean, known
2: Scorpio Sky for twenty for, years. For. That guy is so freaking talented. He should have been the TNT champion. I mean, he's granted, started. Sammy Guevara, another person of color. Um, yeah, I don't like him personally.
0: Okay, yeah. but
2: you know, he's representing. Yeah, he's representing the way he should be. Um, last last night on AEW, they finally gave. Um, Santana and Ortiz, a platform. Mm-hmm. You know, the gay him. Thunder Rosa platform. And we're talking about lesbians and gays and transgenders and, and, and all this other acronyms. The AEW is pushing Nyla Rose now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like she's getting more TV time now. Um, now you gotta bring Sonny Kiss up, so it'd be, you know what I'm saying, like Sonny Kiss is there, another person of color. Give Sunny Kiss a, a role, you know what I'm saying? So now you got a few People there. You know, um, they're still not in the main event picture.
3: Um, With Sunny Kiss, it's just my opinion on it because I've seen Sunny Kiss in the Indies and obviously I've seen Sunny AEW. And to me, it's a different person. I feel like they're letting Sunny Kiss be part of Sunny Kiss, but not letting Sunny Kiss be Be fully. Watered down. He's watered down, bit. I've seen Sunny work and Sunny can work work stuff i see on it still works but it's like there's a lot more that they're not letting some of their talent do.
1: but that's i mean that's true for i mean my one of my favorite wrestlers right now is shinsuke nakamura and this is a guy who i can you know oh you don't like wrestling i'm into mma cool shinsuke nakamura has a legit mma record right you know at the time where you know antonio noki was making all the you know new japan talent essentially you know fight mma against legit guys shinsuke nakamura is there and again like you could out of all of the guys and and the talent guys and girls and what have you shinsuke nakamura walking down the street you know that person's a star you don't have to know what shinsuke does what he is where he came from whatever he's a star in more ways than maybe even Roman Reigns, right? Um, he he has that it factor. He doesn't even have to speak the language. That's how over he is. Okada can come over here right now mm-hmm. and just blow the shit out of everything that you know about wrestling and what have you. Will they let him know? You know, and that's uh, it, there's there's so many things. And you guys were mentioning like Nyla Rose or whatever. Uh, Okay. So this is probably going to be controversial. But Surprise, bitch. Okay. Great, right, exactly. So I get Nyla Rose is a transgender female, okay? Okay. Is Nyla Rose a great wrestler? And I don't I don't see it uh, unfortunately for for me. Uh, for what I like in wrestling, Nyla Rose isn't my hookup. And if you want to go into that, you know, the lbgtq you know community mercedes martinez is an Oakland lesbian i mm-hmm. will watch mercedes martinez matches all day where i would not nyla rose stories? and that has nothing to do with what they identify as or whatever mercedes martinez is just a better wrestler you know mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately with nyla rose where sunny kiss sunny kiss wrestles men and they don't explain how Sunny Kiss can wrestle men, but neither Rose re- only wrestles women. It's weird, or what have you, at least for me. I, I haven't had that explained to me. But with that all being said, right, Mercedes Martinez is over here. To me, when you're talking about, you know, top-tier talents, right, if top-tier free agents, BJ, not to say Keith Lee isn't. I love Keith Lee's work. Right? But is he like to get excited about a guy? You know, if you hadn't been watching wrestling or whatever, that you know, he had a run at the third rate WWE promotion, right? Or you know, promotion under their banner, right? In the WWE universe, right? right? Got called up, and Bearcat is what they got gave him, right? And once Vers- again,
2: that's 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 not him. That's the idiots and in, in
1: creative. That's I, I one guy. Uh, I, I, I guarantee you. That, I, I guarantee you, Dave Kapoor or Runjan Singh isn't calling him Bearcat. I, I guarantee you that her, uh, Shane Helms is not calling him Bearcat.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> I, I guarantee you. You know why? That Road Dog. You know those are wrestlers. Those are wrestlers. And yeah. Don't bring Road
2: Dog up because Road Dog is a racist piece of shit. That's another uh, story for another day. I, <laughs> oh, it, oh, Rodog, it could be the story Rodog, for the day. Dog. It could be a star drop in bonds versus N.W.A. So let's just leave that alone. Oh, boy.
4: (laughs) You know, what, uh, fellas, I do have a question. So, you know, kind of listen to what we've been talking about. One thing that that strikes my mind is the presence of people to advocate, not even just for people of color in the industry, but also to advocate for people of color to step into roles behind the camera. In creative, we spoke about creative. We spoke about um, storylines. I mean, who better to write storyline or to help aid in a character or collaborate in a character than someone who is of color, at least to a certain extent, to be able to understand what is the perfect character art? Because, you know, a lot of times. You can tell there's a disconnect. What do you guys think?
2: There is a disconnect. And I will tell you this from personal experiences. Um, I know a few people like Sean, like Sean. Um, um, Sean Dean is one of the main guys with, for A.W. Dark. He's a black wrestler and he gives a lot of black wrestlers a platform to work. A.W. Dark, A.W. Ramp, you know, A.W. Dark, A.W. Dark Elevation. He's giving these guys a platform to work. Um, 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 Baron Black and John Gresham literally created a wrestling company Terminus. And it is run by black men and black women to to boost black wrestling. So are platforms, and you, you, like for instance, you got um you got the guys from City, Will Washington, Righteous Reg, and Phil uh, um Phil Lindsey. They're a black podcast on on the uh, um, Fightful, on FIFO dot Like, and every Saturday morning, they they get on they they come on their podcast, and there are three black men who talk about wrestling, and they give it from a a, a black person's perspective. You know um. My my partner and my partner and I we do a, a podcast three nights a week, and we're, we're two black men that talk professional wrestling. You know, we give it a, a realistic platform. We tell people how it is. We don't sugarcoat things, and we give it. You know, we're, we're not, we not. We give you the person of colors view of what professional wrestling is. You know, um, we, you know there have been guys in this. There have been guys for decades, like guys like Junkyard Dog, Coco Beware, you know. Guys like Booker T, believe it or not, even though he's a not so much of a supporter of wrestling now, but Booker T, you know, um, you know, guys like Ice Train, come on, you know, I, the, even The Rock, The Godfather, you know, guys that have been around for a long time. <laughs> so I mean, you know, Teddy Long, mm-hmm. just I, I, I'm all I'm all about like realism, you know what I mean? I'm all about like who. Who has been there, uh, Norman Smiley? Norman Smiley, Dude, fuck Norman yes, Smiley yeah. It's the first black man to be the CMLL World Heavyweight Champion. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: That's Black CMLL Magic.
2: Is the oldest championship in Mexico. Yep. Black Magic, not not screaming Norman Smiley from WCW. Yep. Not the big wiggle from WCW. I'm talking yep. about Norman fucking Smiley, Black Magic. Facts. I grew up watching that guy in CMLL. That guy made me want to be a black, a black wrestler in Mexico.
1: (laughs) Facts. You
4: you know, what's so interesting how you talk about, you know, and it's incidentally enough. It was mentioned in our last panel that we talked about. It works when you can be yourself and you can give that authentic representation of who you are. And it just so happens that you happen to be a person of color and you let that combine with what your element that you're bringing to the table. And that seems to what gets you can get you over. My question to y'all is, is what is it that we need to do more of to try and do we need to own more of, you know, black syndicated promotions or are we not doing enough as fans speaking up enough? Is there something that maybe we're missing or maybe within even ourselves is something that maybe we aren't doing more that maybe we possibly can do?
0: Yeah, well, that's a good but question. We, well, we gotta know, we gotta have a go. We gotta know what we want. When the people wanted Naomi champion, they went on there and they fought on social media and it and it happened. If we wanna make change, I th- like for example, if we think that there need to be more black writers more black behind the scenes in these big promotions, then maybe the same type of push need to happen for that. Maybe some of the names you named, uh, BJ, uh that could be representations that are they're doing their own thing. But maybe we can move them up into into this this level. And that's if they want. But maybe that needs to happen, you know. But it would take a, a coalition. I mean, what's your take? Anyone <laughs> on that one. That's,
2: so. that's, that's a good, that's good. I mean, like, think about it. Like everything you just said right now makes a whole lot of sense. Um, there are some guys on the indies right now that are making that push. That are that are are being themselves. You know, Darius Lockhart. Come on, man. That guy's killing the game. You know, he's, he's, he's pushing the right way. Um, Shay, same thing. You know, uh, scrapyard dog, you know, uh, Shane Taylor. Number one, Shane Taylor. He he's is one beast, of those dudes. I've known Shane for a long time personally. And Shane's always preached equality, but he's always preached how he wants to put over his brothers and sisters. Right. You know, um, He's out there doing the most, man. You, yeah. He's making something of it. Um, There's just so many people that have been around that are right. trying to, to, to push themselves and push others. And that's what it needs. Honestly, that's what it needs to be. Um, You know, the whole brother, brother, you know, mentality in professional wrestling. You know, uh, I hate to say the word clicks, but it's true. The clicks in professional wrestling. Guys need to start working on helping each other out. Like, hey, I'm a booker for a professional wrestling company. Um, During Black History Month, I'm booking black men in main events. You know, like Black History Month. Look. First and foremost, Black History Month is the shortest fucking month in the history of, of the year. Yep. Twenty-eight days. Twenty nine on a leap year. <laughs> right. You know? So let's 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 not just make it about Black History Month. Let's make it about Black History Period. Adam, let
0: yeah. me let me just throw this at you then in, in the shade I'll go over to you. Maybe do you think maybe the focus shouldn't maybe shouldn't necessarily be about us trying to fit in into the bigger promotions, but more of us, really just focusing on building our own thing. So why can't you have a black WWE? I just throw it out there. You know, where well, some, where you could take it to that level. I mean, is that possible?
1: Okay, so there's there's a couple different things, right? So going going back to uh, the previous deal about you know representation yes. about with within the writers, Correct. right? Yes. Well, you had dave kapoor was there for damn near 20 years right, brown right, guy right You right, right, had at one point Freddie prince jr that's right. you know his whose dad was essentially one of the cornerstones of any i mean after De- desi arnaz it was like a 20-year you know gap between you know a latin american male you know in i love lucy and desi arnaz right. to chico and the man with Freddie prince jr i mean senior i should say right and you've got his son He's working, you know. Who has all the Hollywood things that you like? He's married to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or whatever. He still couldn't get it. yet Patrice fucking O'Neill, one of the greatest comedians of, amongst comedians of all time, right? He was there. Still, did you see wow. any yeah a, a, any change in the product? It it really is up top. You could have all the representation, but what what do they? what say do they have? What right, equity do they have? Right, right, And that's it. And it unfortunately it has come to like as much as I love like in Jonathan Gresham and Terrence, it has to come to that where we have to have our own, right? Okay. But our own, unfortunately, might not have the the, the capital that's as right. the other promotions exactly. and what have you. Yeah. So you're 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 almost at the the starting block you know, you're back at the start of the starting block before you could even start anything right at all right so yeah. it, it's it's really tough and I will say the the new day situation is so disheartening for me right because like oh you know uh, the, at least the way that I was taught right my dad was like hey you know if you want to vote the best way you can vote is with your dollar right so yeah. you had not just our people every who didn't like the new day at what iteration, right? right. You, you might have fallen off and towards the end, you might have thought it would, went on too long. Hell, to some incarnation, it is still going on with at least two of the members still adopting the matter, still throwing pancakes and what have you, right? But with that all being said, everybody was a New Day fan. My kid who doesn't even watch wrestling was a New Day fan. Right, He heard, hey, it's a New Day, it, it is, and his eyes went to the screen. It might have been for a fleeting glance or whatever, but no other person in the show had him like that as yeah. a 14-year-old kid, right? So with that all being said, the fact that those two guys only had, like, I mean, in, in, in instance of uh, Kofi, who had been with the company for 20 years right yeah that's all like a short-term title reign and at a time where you're what way i mean just kind of playing like fantasy booking going in with a black champion that has been there for whatever what if he beat brock lesnar what if he retained the title mm-hmm. how much different would the out the, the landscape of wwe be but then again wouldn't be because it's not just us you go over the fucking killer cross they made him fucking the love child between lord humongous sid and fucking <laughs> isaac ankham's unabomb like what the fuck so it's not just us
0: right right
1: yeah. so I, I don't know and i'm making a very good case like don't watch wrestling at all but no it's <laughs> we can watch it of course and Especially now, there's more representation, whether it be GCW, AEW, New Japan, you know, um, you know, F- you F- know. FSW, you know, where, where uh, Bad Blood wrestled, you know, traditional wrestling entertainment, you know, shout out to them. Venue wrestling entertainment, the the championship that the Shade holds, go do that. But also, I'm not entirely convinced that if even if you two who are active wrestlers sold out the fucking venue and a litany of them did 10 string of sell-out shows in different parts of the, uh, of the country, yeah. sold out all your gimmicks mm-hmm. and whatever. I'm not entirely convinced, and maybe that's the mindset that I've adopted because Vince has kind of bogged me down for so long. Sure. I'm not entirely convinced that that would make a fucking difference anyway. Wow. I'd be happy for you two, but I'm not entirely convinced. Let's, that.
0: let's go over to the Shay. What's your take on this, man? I know there's a uh. lot there. And you know what? You know, and I'll throw another one at, at you if you if if you want to answer this one too. Because from from an from an indie level, right? My okay. guess is that most guys that are in indie, their ultimate goal is to want to someday get into one of these promotions. How how difficult is it? You know, from where you're at right now, as much as as hard as you work, as being champion as. I mean, you're you're doing everything you possibly can to be shown that hopefully someone would give you an opportunity, maybe even just a tryout. How difficult is that, you know, starting from the bottom, just trying to get to one of these promotions?
3: It's, it's super hard. Um, believe it or not, one of the biggest drop, uh, roadblocks is peers, because mm. we all want the same thing and whatnot. And That's like... True there is a very small group of wrestlers that I personally know mm-hmm. that are in the mindset of I get better when you get better type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there is a big plethora of people who are like, yeah, I got you. I got you. But all they're waiting for is for you to slip up somewhere, are small so they can come in and take it from you mm-hmm. and then act like they knew nothing about it type of thing. So I think, think if there were more uh like the whole click thing more more of a brotherhood than a click thing like people who actually full yeah. legit like hey let's let us go out there protect each other and put on a great match for these for, for, for these fans right instead of people like hey so i'm gonna hit you with this 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 you can go for this i'm gonna sell it for a little bit then i'm gonna hit you with this 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 like I think a lot of wrestlers put themselves in, in that box. And then when it, the box is open for them, they're quick to blame their peers again. Like all exactly. oh, this happened. Cause I, let you do this and you ain't get me on, on the return or this that. And the third, you know, um, so accountability as it, it needs to be more involved when it comes to people getting, uh, even tryout matches or even going to like certain seminars like there, (laughs) there was supposed to be a seminar out here in Vegas with, uh, Matt, uh, Matt, Matt Stryker. I almost said Matt Riddle, my bad, Matt Stryker. Mm -hmm. And that ended up being, uh, canned because two companies couldn't get along.
0: Oh, wow.
3: Um, and when that happens that it creates an invisible divide as well. Cause Like, no one, like personally, I'm not signed to one promotion. Like, I wrestle where I can wrestle or I want to wrestle, right? Um, but some promotions don't let you do that, or if you do do that, then you, you then you catch heat or mm-hmm. you lose opportunities. And I've, I've seen it happen to my friends, yeah. Like, we had an impact come into town, and a, a friend of mine stood up because through the whole Me Too movement and and uh Black Lives Matter stuff, the promoter didn't see his way at all, which is fine. Like no one has to see each other's way, Sure. you know, but instead of taking it as that, he used it against him. And so like, he took an opportunity away from him that instead of exactly. giving wow. it to him and be like, Hey, me and this guy don't see eye to eye, but he can wrestle. Cause there are plenty of people I, 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 that I wrestle for that I don't like, Oh yeah. but I know that we can keep a business And night he, this person won't use it against me later down the road type of thing. You know what's interesting? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, And for those of you who don't know, uh, here in Vegas, Versus Pro Studios is run by a black man, 100%. Which is hard to find. I wish there was more of it, honestly, because I think that would be uh, another big step in the right direction for this stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I'll hear wrestlers talk about A... I was down here, I couldn't get this spot because of my skin tone. I was like, well, hit up versus. Guaranteed we got something for you. Guaranteed, like, we're always trying to help push other people, because then again, like, hey, this person did this because they had the correct support team, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah,
2: makes sense.
4: You know, it's um, it's, it's interesting, shade that you were, you, you were speaking about how, you know, because certain lines are, are drawn, Right. And people Mm -hmm. get caught in the middle and opportunities then become this uncomfortability to a certain extent, you know, almost like mom and dad are arguing at the table and you just a child sitting at the table. Like, well, what what happens next? (laughs) I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to get my movement going in a forward direction. Um, Do you feel that a lot of the times. As we spoke about earlier, how, you know, advocating for oneself, do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not just in, you know, uh, you know trying to uphold, you know, wrestling to be done correctly in light of the black wrestler. But for oneself in their dream, do you feel that you have a platform as a black wrestler and ha- and have that ability to advocate for yourself and not be demeaned for it, not be penalized for it? Because there are some people, even even outside of the realm of, of the industry, in some instances as to where I've been told as a black man, I need to stand under the radar. I shouldn't rattle the cage or I shouldn't speak up when something's not right because you should be happy you even hear. I'm not saying that it happens a lot in the industry, but when that does happen, do you feel as a black wrestler that you can't stand up and say, this ain't right. We need to do this and this at the risk of possibly being ostracized maybe for opportunities in the future?
3: Definitely. um, Early on, I I would try to do something. I'd be told don't don't do it that way you have you have to do it this way I'm like all right my bad I'll, I'll I'll do it this way or whatever and I'd be doing I was like this isn't fun anymore like like if if, if I'm not enjoying this, why am I doing it? you know and so I <laughs> took a gamble um and decided to not do and say what I was supposed to do and say just' like if if, 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 if it if it fails, then I know I was wrong, it's all on me. Um, it didn't fail, um, and I was like, "They told me not to do this, but I got the reaction that I was supposed to get." I'm just like, "I need to start looking out more for me," because apparently, not all these people are, have the best interest as they, as they, as they, uh state they they do for me, whatever. But they wanted to see me do great. They just didn't want me to see see my see me do better than them.
2: Mm. And sadly, like as sad as it sounds, bro, that is. One hundred and fifty percent, like the Indies, right now. <clears throat> you know, there, there, and I always tell people there are a few people in wrestling that are out to help each other, mm. and then there are people that are just out for themselves, like straight shoot. I, I, I ain't gonna bullshit you guys. I'm not gonna lie to you guys about anything. I'm like, this is a straight shoot. It happens all the time, and the sad part is, we, we as black wrestlers, always try to at least Some of the ones that I know. We always try to elevate each other. But then they're the ones that are like, yo, if it ain't if it ain't if you ain't getting me booked, Mm. why should I care? Mm. You know. And that right there is one telltale sign of how we need to fix the issues and we need to figure out how we as black men and women can work together to take over this shit mm-hmm. I mean think about it guys think about it we are so fucking over in the world of professional wrestling right now <laughs> yeah yep. absolutely one it. If, if we all decide to just get together and work together that's why I love the podcasting industry you know what I mean like you know be what it may I've made some great contacts in this podcasting world that when I retire from the ring like this is my gig you know um, guy, like I said, guys from Grapp City, I can call any, any one of them. Hey man, you want to j- jump on our show tonight? Sure. You know, um, guys from Fightful, guys from BodySlam.net, guys from Vegas Bad Boys, same shit. Yeah. Now, if wrestling, if professional wrestling and in general was the way the podcasting industry is right now, for the most part, and if we can do that, dude, you know, Rodney King said it. Can't we all just get along? Ah, this, you yeah.
4: know what's you know what's funny? There's so much opportunity and so much money on the table. Why can we not,
2: bro? Everyone can eat, dude. The table's
1: big. Everybody okay. can eat. So, in theory, right? Because I I was actually thinking about it because y- you guys know about the black uh, the black pages, right? Yeah, are you guys familiar?
4: I've I've, so, I've heard the term before. I haven't had a chance to really look deep into it, but I have so, heard. It.
1: So during the time of Jim Crow, right, um, as you, you know, were a black family trying to have a vacation and what have you, there was like almost like a a Thomas guide. Right. But just black, you know, black owned businesses and restaurants and hotels that you wouldn't face the scrutiny in, in some places, especially the south of like the KKK right right it, it gives you this is the interstate to go up and when you're on that interstate you can go to mama b's restaurant and you could stay at you know the johnson's hotel and whatever right so in theory right if we wanted to make this happening right maybe it takes almost a territory system of maybe a black promoter that puts on black wrestling for a predominantly black fan base, but then again, that's when you start to marginalize. It can't be all black. It has to be for everyone, right? right. Yep. But let's but let's just play around with it, right? Let's say majority black wrestlers, right? Black booker, black owner, right? And you have one in LA. You have one in Atlanta. You have one almost like the NWA type system. Mm-hmm. of black wrestlers, right? And now, it's not to say those black wrestlers can't wrestle on other shows or what have you, but a system in place where you have, just like the NWA, you have a traveling champion, you have you know your homegrown guys, you have people that come in and out and what have you. And I, I think if he did it that way, like Gresham, we, we'll talk about Terminus, right? If he had a Terminus affiliate, in every major city that you run, that almost takes the heat off of you, right? Because you're able to leverage local promoters and local sponsors that you wouldn't if you're a nationally wide or globally wide promotion, right? You get to harness those things. I think that would be a bit of a start to it, you know? And especially right now where there's talent all over the place, you'd be the time to do it. So you
0: need to find other whoever, whatever, um, whatever black people who are running those type of organizations now. I think BJ had mentioned quite a few. We probably would kind of need them to then see who they can branch off that information they have onto this other person who wants to now in another city, you know, kind of be that that brother and say, this is what you're going to need to do. I can kind of help you out into into starting because if I let's say for example I I, I want to do that I wouldn't know where to start I wouldn't know where to go you know but. even though I know that's a need and then at the same time are the guys that are running that will they take the time to say impact DJ let me sit with you then I see what you want to do I've done it let me help you get that going in Vegas or in Phoenix mm-hmm. or in LA I, I believe I, I Adam I, I agree with what you're saying but it's going to take somebody who's already in that position to kind of maybe find others who want to do that same thing and then help push them forward. I right. And the, oh, good.
4: No, I was just going to say, you know, one thing to add to that, too, is, is definitely get them to understand it's the bigger picture. It's not the uh, the sprint, but the marathon.
2: Exactly, because I think right. a lot
4: of times that's where you run into people that will see it and like, well, what can you do for me right now, man? Brother, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my promotion off the ground. I'm trying to get this going and say, look, look, man, you ain't got to stop doing what you're doing. But look at the bigger picture as we connect the dots together.
1: Right. Well, and, and it's weird because I'm counterpointing my own kind of theory. But wrestling is also wrestling, though, right? Because you're always going to have those promoters. Look no further than like the Wrestle Rock Rumble, right, where the AWA and everybody was trying to team up Against Vince, right? Jerry Jarrett, you know Vern Gagne. uh, I think the Crockett's were in, right? And it all blew up because there's too many cooks in the kitchen. And these are also people. I mean, when you talk about the Crockett's, when you talk about the Jarrett's, when you're talking about the the Gagne's, Greg and Vern, to the point where they're at 1980. Those families had been doing it for 30 years up until that point. Right? right so they know their their way of doing it and also their style of wrestling might not work and that was the beauty of the territory right Memphis you knew you were gonna get you know fireballs and Jerry Lawler Florida you might get dusty roads and and somebody else Texas you got the Von Narek or what have you right yeah. so mm-hmm. there would have there would almost have to be a l- legal standpoint like hey you can't poach my talent you can't whatever, whatever but I don't know like in theory it sounded great but it's also wrestling right where you know some promoters are going to want to take and pillage the uh, you know talent from the other promoter and ah, oh, you stiffed me on a payday or what have you so would really like go ahead. i
2: love i love what you're saying adam because it makes a lot of sense but then you get promoters like here like for instance here in oregon um bcw worldwide has been running for 15 years out of one building and during the during like the COVID issue, the COVID era, you know, we had to stop running shows. And when we started running shows, DOA Pro Wrestling slid into our building, mm. you know, and, and started doing shady business, you know, with with us against us, while saying, "Hey, brother, let's shake hands and brother, 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 brother." <laughs> so, you got promotions that, and, and and people in general that are shady as fuck in this industry. And then you got guys that are legitly like, hey, man, look, how can I help you to help me to help you? So in a sense, you just have to look for the right group of people. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Back in the 80s and 90s with the NWA, it worked because you had one world champion going to all these different areas, you know, uh, currently with the OIWA, currently run by Sir Mo, another person of color. Um, you got champions like myself and Dante Smiley who are going from company to company to company in California in Oregon in Utah in in Arkansas in Texas in Tennessee in Vegas you know and we're sharing talent trying to help boost and build everybody up but then you got promoters that just are out for themselves so and you gotta look at the business that way also Yeah, you gotta find yourself a core group of people that actually give a fuck about the business and not just their business
4: so real quick, we're going to move into a different aspect question. This was really good, so I didn't want to have to go off of this next question. But we talked a lot about, you know, uh, you know, the male perspective uh, or, or, or what's happening with, with predominantly males. Let's kind of shift over a little bit to what do you guys take on the state of wrestling when it comes to, you know, black women? You know, that's something that, you know, it is is barely even breaking ground, although it has been a mainstay for so long. It's just people didn't know about it. What do you guys take with regards to that?
3: It needs to be uh uh shown more than it mm-hmm. is. Uh for like example, watching uh uh Smackdown or whatever. Like they'll have segments, 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 matches or whatever and like don't The future of females, maybe, maybe a match. If not a match, maybe like a a thirty-second promo, or whatever, and then it's done. When I feel, in in most most aspects, some of the female storylines that have been going on, I've been more, uh, more catching than the male ones. Mm -hmm. And like having uh, Rhonda, Becky, and Charlotte do the. I remember WrestleMania was great. It was dope, but it wasn't done for the right reasons, in my yeah. opinion. I, and to me, I think it was just something that Vince used them as a quick cash grab. Like, oh, we got Ronda, money. We got Charlotte, automatically money, and and Becky. He's like, I'm making. I, like, I think he thought, how can I make the most out of these three females without having to, to put them on TV as much. When I honestly think that's what really draws most of these fans to watch wrestling. Because, uh, like, we can go to the, to the a gym and see a sweaty Keith Lee lookalike, a sweaty look lookalike, or what, what have you, whatever. But the females that we have in wrestling need to be used more, because once they're gone, like, you, you can't make another one. You know, like, you can try, you can... You can put, uh, bring Awesome Kong back and try to put her in s- some puzzle that she doesn't even fit in, and then when that fails, they'll be quick to, to blame the audience or it's Awesome Kong, but not take responsibility for their own mistake and actions for what they did with who they did it with, you know.
0: You know, I think uh, I just say this quite quickly. You mentioned SmackDown. I think right now that uh, Naomi. Sasha Banks and um, well, Bianca's raw, but even Bianca Belair. I believe that they're all in. Um, they got pretty strong sort of storylines. They're they're not just kind of thrown out there. In fact, I'm really into the Naomi one. Um, just kind of how they're doing that entire thing with Sonya.
3: It's been so long. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah,
0: I, I agree. And listen, you're talking about a person who was upset at uh at Summerslam. The way, the way the uh, way Becky just came and with a few seconds knocked Bianca out. Yeah, I was so pissed at that. It was, I mean, listen, we were uh, Simon and I was sitting in front of a a, a a a woman that was dressed just like uh, Bianca, who was boo booing and crying. But I, I took a whole different stance on that because how do you build somebody up to be the strongest to be? the best, and she ended up taking an, an L the way she gets it. Now, I already know she's going to be a champion again. I get all that. I get – but at that moment, why did you feel that that is what was needed to totally – it's the same thing that happened to Biggie. It's the same thing that happened to Kofi. To so we begin to see this trim, and then if you right. bring it up, it's like uh, so you're looking at it the wrong way. But yet we keep seeing it done the same exact way.
2: There's no other way the you can look at it. It's right in your face.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that they want you to be good, but not be better than them. Like, oh yeah, you can do this. Hold on, you get a little too popular, a little too much. Probably gonna knock you down.
2: <coughs> you know the and thing that makes me laugh
3: about doing what doing you is just said. Flip. And by
0: the way, they bringing in a lot of dollars. I know when uh, you were talking about that, um, Adam, about the amount of money, the 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 amount of money, yes. like New Day bring in, but the money that Sasha have brought in and Bianca have brought in. I mean I mean you see these you go into a show and you see a lot of these shirts yeah. and 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 girls and little girls who are dressing just like them. You know?
2: It's, it's You know the sad part about it is that money that they're claiming that they're not getting mm-hmm. you know the New Day number one sellers. Like so they were selling more merch than Roman Reigns at one time.
3: Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They had the own freaking, own freaking cereal that I what bought three
2: boxes of. Right, but you know, think about it. Like, these guys are killing the game when it comes to making you money.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So how do you repay them? Mm-hmm. Eh, Job them out. Ahead and, right. Let me go ahead and split you guys up because you guys are getting too powerful. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this on the podcast last night. Biggie is the only person in the WWE, to be drafted to a brand, and then redrafted back to the brand with no fanfare. Mm-hmm.
3: Every, every time, they come up, every time, two weeks later, here comes Big E back with the with the crew. Yeah, yep Because
2: yep. Yep. you know they 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 out, he outlived his usefulness.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And now we're gonna go ahead and put him back. You know that's why I look at AEW, um, the Jay Cargill thing. Yeah. Okay. She's green as good shit. <laughs> right, right. Like I mean, as a wrestler, I'm gonna say it. She's green as goose shit. But now she's got Brian Danielson, like mentoring her and training her, and she's getting a whole lot better. But they literally built a championship around her. Yeah. They built that whole TNT that TBS championship just for her to put <laughs> her over to make her a star. So, they're spotlighting her every week on on Rampage, and She's she's, right now she is a figurehead for all black women in the industry and black wrestlers in the industry just in general because she's getting that spotlight. Naomi, Naomi is so freaking over. Uh-huh. That Absolutely, they're going to bury her. Yep, which is crazy. I don't understand it. It's like saying, but I hey, will let me, mm-hmm. I got the winning lottery tickets, right? I got, I got winning lottery numbers. Here, I'm gonna whisper them in your ear and let you know what they are. <laughs> but the moment you try to cash that shit in, nope, publishers' mm-hmm. clearinghouse your ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you know, you know. If you don't know, Google it.
0: I will tell you mm-hmm. this though. You know, I I see what's happening with Jade, and it's and for the most part, in in our eyes, ours meaning that in in, in black men eyes, it seems like she is at, they're they're doing the right thing. I just wonder from a black female. And we are trying at this moment to get one on our, our podcast to, uh, for our next discussion. Would they look yes. at Jay and see that as a positive influence? Do they see the quote, that bitch, somebody who they want to represent them. They may be, they may look at it totally different. I don't know.
2: You need to Brandy Brandi Rose. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you already know, you already know the choice for that one.
0: <laughs>
4: <Jesus> <laughs> you know, you yeah. Get- you can well, get I mean, from the block and it still ain't, it still ain't good.
1: Enough. No, exactly. oh man, brandy, brandy's oh, a trip. Out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, brandy's a trip because you know when she got released, she was all like, "Oh, they wouldn't let me wrestle. Don't they understand? I'm the daughter-in-law of Dusty Rhodes and da 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 da. Let me see. You'll see. I'll show you." And we saw, and it was <laughs> not good. You know, As was the Ring of Honor run. Then, it, it's bad. Yeah. but you it, know it, it's crazy because i would think that right now more so than any time in history right there are more black and brown representations of female wrestlers mm-hmm. than ever before and over yeah right yep. you got i mean just to name a few we got tasha Steele, naomi uh uh what's her face the ember moon gear hogan. Hogan, hogan. hogan uh there, uh, who else? Willow Nightingale. There's Willow Nightingale. Of, man, there's, there's so many, right? There's so many, right? And even if you go to brown, Brownside, you know, Thunder Rosa, Mercedes Martinez, like there's, there's so many. So I, right now, if it's a bad booking decision, I almost feel like this is the black female version of the Brown panties match and here's why i say that oh, right wow. no 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 here's to why i say that <laughs> okay. you have to get that to where and the the butterfly divas championship to where we are now and giving divas a chance so as much as as notable as these current crop of black and brown female wrestlers are it's only a sliver of where they can go right mm-hmm. but this is even I mean it's just like you know when when the the ladies um, ended up headlining WrestleMania right mm-hmm. or they had a all female women's pay per view or you know and you know, or women wrestling in Saudi right mm-hmm. those are just little kind of glimpses of the door being open they might have cracked it but and you could see inside but it's not there yet we're not at the final form right but I will say that every this is where I will commend every wrestling promotion, indie or, you know, like the big three, if you count the big three as GCW, uh, Impact, well, Impact, Impact, AEW, WWE. Those three promotions have had more of a representation for black and brown females than any time in history before. You know, so that one, I, I mean, of course, we want to see more of it. You know, maybe there becomes a all-female wrestling show where you could feature a black and brown. And that's the other thing where you almost have to Trojan horse it. We want the culture, right, to be on, but it can't just be all about us because if you make it all about us, then, you know, it, it, it almost gets lost into the ether. Ricky Dozan in Japan, who's a Korean, a, a North Korean at that, right? He was bringing in American wrestlers to kind of put himself over. So there has to be like on that front, there has to be an inclusion of that. And then you have a Jade Cargill. You have, you know, a Naomi, a, Sa- a Sasha Banks up and, and be the top star, a Roman-esque, Roman Reigns-esque figure for whatever that promotion that show is. Right. That you almost need to have inclusion because, frankly, unfortunately, there aren't too many, you know, female, you know, black, young women that are like, I want to wrestle. But for those there are, I think they're getting re- represented pretty well. It could always be better.
4: You know, it's, 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 it's interesting you, you were talking about it because, again, we, with our last panel that we talked about, we talked about, um, well, I posed the question, me and Impact talk about it quite often. Uh, Mark Henry, a long time ago, I remember the interview. They were asking him about, you know, why do we not have too many black uh, people watching wrestling or, or getting into wrestling? And he didn't take it the way I would have thought. And he said, it's not so much because they're black, it has to do with exposure to the product. We're only starting to slowly see exposure to the product in black neighborhoods. So I say that same sentiment with regards to women, uh, as we just spoke about the exposure because the one thing that i'm starting to see and i know many of y'all have gone to live events where the AW, wwe or impact i'm starting to see more female uh in, in the audience and we're not just talking about the ones that you know in the past maybe they're in the attitude era just looking prettier there with their boyfriend hold the beer or whatever they're actually full-on wrestling fans and they know their shit and I'm starting to see more black females who are wrestling fans, hardcore wrestling fans. And, you know, all it takes is for them to get that inspiration and that drive to go to the next level. Do you see in the next 10 years, and I guess that's my question, the next 10 years, what do you see for women's wrestling, but in particular, black women's presence in women's wrestling?
3: I think it'll be really, really more predominant. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, sounds like the word I'm looking for, and I honestly can't wait to see that. Um, Cause with when that happens, what comes with it will also be intergender matches, and like those are are spoken of a lot on Twitter more than they're seen anywhere at any promotion. Right. Like fans will be like. Uh, in fact, for example, I got, I got an inbox yesterday uh, from a fans asking if I would ever do a a, a, a let's say a fatal four-way intergender cage match i was like yeah of course like why wouldn't i do that like like what it, it like it like put me back that somebody would even asked that. I'm like so and, and to me i'm like so that person's around people who say that it should be males with males females with females and this that and the third i was like why not open that i, I guess it's called a forbidden door as well, Cause, uh, obviously, it, it, it's wanted. <laughs> <in, people
1: laughs> <one CSA. laughs> I like that.
4: It's a screen door. It right through that. I'm just
2: saying that it's a forbidden screen door. <laughs> and I agree with you, 1,010%, brother. I mean, like, I feel like I should be able to wrestle whoever I wrestle. I've had matches where um, I gave a power driver to a female, you know, or uh, I've been in intergender matches and they're fun as shit. You'd be amazed at how some of these women work, man. Some of these women are better workers than some guys.
1: Yeah, thousand percent. I ain't
2: going to throw shade on nobody. Pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> but realistically, I know some women workers that are way better than some guys, and they shut these guys down. You know, some of these guys should be ashamed that they're not half the man these women are. <laughs> yep. like, just like, legit. So, intergender wrestling... It has a place, and on mainstream TV. It kind of like if you watch Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Chris Tatlander and Orange Cassidy.
3: The that women got match. involved with the
2: men. That was a great match. For what? It, that was a great match. But then we go to a pay per view with Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix, and that was a shit show. That match was booked around Maurice running around the ring. Mm-hmm. Her tits falling out. Yeah. Like that. that's what that show was built around. And I look at it as like, okay, so it was really degrading to women. And then you want to talk about more degra- you know, degradation to women. You put this women's Royal Rumble together and you bring the Bellas back. You bring, you know, uh, the Living summer Legend, ray, Summer Rae. And you bring all of these people that weren't wrestlers. And then the wrestlers that were in the match, you made them look like shit when Molly Holly got beat up. You know, I mean, honestly, that was the best part of the Rumble. When was Rumble for me because, you know, Nikki turned to a superheel right there, a super villain, so to speak. So that was awesome. But in the grand scheme of things, women's wrestling is going to either survive or die in the next two years. I'm going to give it five. The next two years on the basis of if promoters can finally see their worth. I mean, look at look at Impact Wrestling. They have a fucking amazing women's division. As a matter of fact, and a history women, behind
4: it. And a they're, history they're, just, just behind it.
2: The woman they the woman that shall be named Nameless because I don't say her name on podcasts, she was the Impact Wrestling world champion. Not women's world champion, but the legit world champion, world champion won yeah. the title from a man. You know? That was a a, a gender match on a big scale. Right there. Mm-hmm. You know, on a major platform. Um Jordan Grace Jordan Grace is about to enter into a feud with Matt Cardona over the Digital Media Championship. Dude, look at GCW. GCW has a bunch of intergender matches. You know, so in the grand scheme of things, these indie promoters and, 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 and Impact Wrestling are starting to see what shine and shimmer and all of these, you know, and, and Thunder Rosa's Mission Pro Wrestling down in, in Texas. What they're seeing, women can run the industry as well. Mm-hmm. And the WWE doesn't want to believe it. They did that one evolution pay-per-view, which was like a big house show. But that was a step in the right direction. So if you want to continue doing that, let's go ahead and have intergender matches. because I mean, technically you have those matches already. You just need to have them on a bigger scale. So I give it two years before a promoter like, you know, like MLW or GCW, you know, they say, Hey, Maybe we need to be the revolutionaries and start doing intergender matches on a big scale.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just, the the women's evolution pay-per-view kind of sticks a, a thorn in my side just because of why they did it. It was just because the women, you know, caused a fuss about not going to Saudi Arabia so they got their own pay-per-view and we never heard anything of it we never heard of a Mae Young Classic after you know exactly.
2: likely
1: so if if a revolution is gonna happen it's usually often never tell of us so it's not gonna if you're looking to the WWE no you there. You know, right <laughs> exactly <laughs> so what is going to happen right just like they've done before right ECW got wind and what have you and if not for ECW we wouldn't have the attitude Era. so something mm-hmm. has to break out for women on a indie maybe even bigger than indie situation then they'll basically react in knee-jerk reaction And that's assuming that Nick Khan doesn't just you know <laughs> basically get the company down to nothing and then end up selling it to the rock for pennies on the dollar a la WCW but that's my tinfoil hat firmly placed but with that all being said i think i think there's a place i think we've just again got the door just a little bit open and that's not just female wrestlers that's not just black female wrestlers that's not just black wrestlers that's not just or any gay lesbian transgender wrestlers non-binary wrestlers right so it's all going to get better it's just this is the weird crazy Kind of testing grounds to see if that that works.
0: So let me guys um, ask you this, and um, and we'll be um, we'll be slowly uh, wrapping it up pretty soon. But let me just ask you this: for someone who's watching this, who's maybe not of a person of color, and they go, and I hear what these guys saying, but I'm confused. Um, Bobby Lashley now is the Raw Champion um moose is the impact champion jay cargo the tbs women's champion um you got alex kane over there mlw
2: that's my boy shout out to alex kane (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: you got uh suplex man yeah you got him over there you got um carmella hayes you know over at the nxt you know Tasha Steele's about to go up for the knockout, so she probably won't win it, but you know. But the bottom line is what do you say when someone is, is going like, man, I don't see where the issue because even right now it looks like we're seeing prominent black wrestlers being featured and promoted. What do you say to
3: them? Um honestly, uh what they're seeing now is is all reaction. Yep. It's not It's not because they thought, hey, this is a great idea. Let's do this. It's because they got their their punk card pulled. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to cover our ass now. Oh, we'll do it with this. And then we'll say, we've been like this since forever, (laughs) hoping that people will buy into it. And sadly, a lot of people will buy into it. Well,
0: because people got short. But then
3: there's also a group of people who are like, I'm not buying that. I've been paying attention from the get go. Like this happened in the world. So y'all did this to cover your backside." But yeah, we're good. We're good. Invest your money. Invest your money.
2: Right. <laughs> it is. It, it, it is a, a knee-jerk reaction, and that's true. If you think about, it in the grand scheme of things, a lot of this, a lot of the booking that's happening in the WWE over the last, let's say, twenty-four months, have been like, "Oh man, we fired so many people. How can we make our show work?" Oh. Oh, I see AEW is doing this, MLW is doing this. Let's I mean, bring back Goldberg eight times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how do how do we how do we fix a, a, a how do we fix a pay per view? We'll just bring in Oldberg. <laughs> you know him, have him come in and and jobs and put somebody you know and not put anybody over. Have shitty matches. You know unsafe, hurting people. Let's do that, everybody, because that's what we that's what the fans want to see. Or hey, we got all of these people in catering. All these young guys, like Mustafa Ali and Lince Dorado, and you know all these cool young guys that we're either gonna fire or we're having sit in catering. Literally, I said this on the podcast last night. They should create a premium live event and name it catering.
4: Hell yeah! And just get everybody (laughs) in catering
2: (laughs) one fucking match. You know
4: what I mean? It be on.
2: That's legitimately probably what it would be—a just a food fight. It probably
4: would. That'd probably be what
1: they would reduce to. You probably a food see Vir Mahan yeah. just sitting
2: there, like, "I'm still coming." <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So for me, I'm I'm almost looking at it future text, right? Well, we'll judge their, you know, if we're talking about the WWE specifically, we're gonna judge what they've done in terms of promoting black and brown wrestlers if bobby lashley has a bronze statue much like bruno sammartino andre the giant rick flair and hulk hogan oh yeah hulk hogan in <clears throat> the lobby of titan towers is bobby lashley gonna be there is dusty Rhodes, who if you're talking about if aquafina is getting canceled for uh, uh, appropriating black culture which is here nor there, <laughs> right. but Dusty Rhodes, superstar Billy Graham. Are
2: you kidding? I love her.
1: It's, it's definitely a thing, yeah. right? Mm. But <laughs> with that all being said, what about Dusty Rhodes and Billy Graham, who talk about shucking and jiving, did that for, I mean, it's no different than Pat Boone singing, you know, Little Richard records, right? So are we going to take a Kofi Kingston, a, a, a Big E, a Bobby Lashley, a Shelton Benjamin? Are they going to be in the same enshrinement in terms of the WWE as a Bruno Sammartino, as a Triple H, as a Ric Flair, as even one of my all time favorite Bret Hart. Are they going to be in that conversation of some of the greatest of all times? no or are they going to be reduced somehow some way with the asterisk name? oh well bobby lashley also left us for tna or left us for mma well it wasn't bad when brock did it right
4: (laughs) right like five to six times
1: (laughs) five or six times so that that's to me what i think you know Uh, when when a bobby lashley or shelton benjamin is on wwtk uh as wwe 2k With in the 90 percentile in terms of their average, that's how you could track it. That's you know, if there's more, lastly, or what have you things, figures, action figures, in you know, to be purchased by kids to see a representation, like that is where it'll lie. But again, like I said before, even if that happens, it's not to say that we're going to be taken any more seriously. Because we're always only as serious as they let us be. That's why we have the r truth. You know, that's why Saba Simba happened. It wasn't like they held a gun to Tony Atlas' head. He went out and did it. <laughs> or and when he wasn't that, he was oh, ha, 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 with Abraham and Washington. So again, <laughs> I totally I, forgot uh, about you, that. <laughs> yeah. So so support. You know, you support black wrestling but support all wrestling because chances are you got eh, eh, whoever you are you're probably better represented now than you ever have before but is it to the extent that you feel fully represented fully invested and if you have a question about that you need to support more support more podcasts like the vegas bad boys damn it there
2: you go
3: plug. (laughs)
1: We appreciate
2: it. Man.
0: Well, guys, we definitely appreciate you coming through. In a minute, I'm happy to just um, give your last thoughts and and shout out whatever promotions you got going on. But the whole purpose of this was to um, just to create some insight um, about this. I know other podcasts and other people are trying to do the same thing, and I think it's great. I think everyone should listen to it all. Take it in. You can never not have too much information so that you can't say, well, I didn't know. And when you hear everybody saying the same thing and we don't know, <laughs> have no connections with all these other people, but we're all saying the same thing, there's something there, you know? And so uh, if, 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 if you're trying to figure out, well, how do I help? I think Adam definitely brought it down. Definitely help, uh, you know, indie wrestling. Definitely go to the shows definitely support um definitely black wrestlers you see that they got shirts buy their shirts you know even if you ain't necessarily a fan you're still helping them build their career and helping ultimately you know we hoping to get to see them on the bigger platform at some point as well so Mm -hmm. just that support alone is is what you can do you know and um and even supporting our podcast like he says too. We don't charge anything. We just ask you to listen, download and tell people about others. <laughs> you know, and that's all. And um, and we'll keep doing what we do. So fellas, I'm going to start with you uh Deshay. What, did, what final word you have to say and what prom, uh, promotion of anything you want to uh let the folks know? Uh-oh. I don't I don't hear you, Shade. He might be shades on mute. On, shade's on
3: that. I still uh, had it muted. My bad. <laughs> okay, it's okay. He's on that mute mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say was like, uh, this message is for anybody and everybody who, who, who's crazy enough to, to, to do this sport, male, or female, it doesn't matter. Um, if this is what you want, go out there and, and, and freaking do it. Um, don't listen to people telling you do it a certain way, this way, that way. Do it your way because no one knows you like you do. Yeah. No one knows what you're capable of. What you, what you, no one knows what you know more than you. Like, you are your own entity. They don't pay you paychecks. They don't write your taxes to the IRS. Live your life. You know, have and, and have fun while doing. it. if you're not having fun,
2: don't do it. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> awesome.
0: Uh, and do you have anything you're doing you want to throw out there, or that's it? Whoa!
3: I got a whole bunch. Okay, here we go. Um... <laughs> So February 25, 26, 27, you can catch me with Versus Pro uh, Studios and in collaboration with Party Hard and in collaboration with Pride Style Pro um, at Las Vegas Convention Center for Level Up. It's a big, big, big video game uh, anime convention. Uh, be there all three days. Um, you can also catch me June 5th now uh, at Pacheco Square Gardens in, um, in, in the Bay Area. Uh, it's myself versus Jay Vidal versus Keita Murray in a cage match for the Prince mm-hmm. X of Pride title. Okay. Um. Then June seventeenth, I make my debut out in New Jersey ah. for a Vibe Pro Wrestling. You catch me there as well. Um. If you're looking for Shade merch, uh, I got three different websites. There's store Frontier forward slash the Shade Pro Wrestling tees forward slash the Shade and Brainbuster tees. Guess what? Forward slash the Shade. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, that's simple and easy right there. That's
3: right. <laughs> that's awesome. If y'all out there go in
2: Jersey,
0: sure. make sure you you put that on the calendar and go see my man. All right. All right. Adam Woods, man, what do you want to say? What final word do you have? And then also let us know what you got out there to promote.
1: Nah, just be yourself. Um, some, it's going to take courage to be yourself. Uh, so just be yourself. and if you are literally getting the same thing over and over again sometimes it, it is you sometimes you might need to change something to be great you need to change something up if you hear something enough times but with all that being said you got to be yourself you, you know you can't be represented if you don't portray the truest sense of yourself so yeah i don't think any of us here would think maybe five, ten, fifteen in in BJ's instance thirty years ago that we would be able to do what we're doing and we've all done it. You know, so if anything you I think you could take from us is be yourself. Yeah. Um and speaking of myself, you can find me, uh at least the podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch and Twitter. That's the According to Woods podcast. Also I'm on t- uh Twitter and Instagram with ad at According to Woods and I'm usually say Sharing people getting dumped on their head because I've got a unnatural uh a reaction <laughs> to stuff like that. So there you go.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you much for that. PJ Darn, what do you want to say to the folks out there and what you got going on?
2: Well, you can catch me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Round Table Podcast. We do AEW Dynamite, we do AEW Rampage, we do SmackDown, we do raw. Um, sometimes I get wrapped up on the Tuesday night show for NXT. Um, It just depends on what I'm doing. You can catch me every Sunday live at the Colony in Portland, Oregon, 7525 uh, Richmond Avenue this Sunday. we got a huge event. I'm defending the OIWA North American Heavyweight Championship against one thoroughbred Caleb Rex in the Open Challenge. Uh, TJ Perkins is going to be on the show challenging Justice Island for the BCW Worldwide Championship. And guess what? You can watch it on pay-per-view. All you got to do just hit your boys up at BCW at BCW Booker. That is BCWBOOKER at gmail.com. Man, you can catch me um, on planes, on trains, and automobiles around this country <laughs> defending the OIW North American Championship. So, all at your boys, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and support. Support your boy. You can go to prowrestlingteas.com. You can search the franchise player of Bad Blood or rated the number two, the letter G.
0: There you go. Uh, Simon Street, man, you want to say anything, man? I don't want to leave you out. You want to throw anything in there?
4: Nah, pretty much, man. You know, like the conversation that we had, you know, I want to thank all of our panel members for coming on. Your insight was very much valuable. And anybody that's listening right here, you know, in order to make a dream happen, you have to give it legs and life. Be that breath that you breathe into your dream and give it form.
2: That's right there,
0: ladies and gentlemen. That's what's up. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for uh, <laughs> hanging out. We will. Um, we'll try to have another one of these. And um, you know, subscribe
1: to Vegas Bad Boys Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All Thank right, y'all. We'll see you uh, next time. Peace. Oh, yeah. Vegas Bad Boys are podcasting.